Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Who Said That? I'm Mark Olver, stand-up comedian, TV warm-up guy and bon vib... Bon vib... Whatever that word is, that is me. Uh, this is the show that gets four famous faces together on a Zoom call to play a simple but revealing game. Each player will take it in turns to ask a question. The other three text their answers to me. I read them out and the questioner gets a point for every answer they pair correctly with an answerer. I also give out random bonus points for often spurious reasons that make everyone angry uh, or whoever's winning angry. And if a player gets all three answers right, then they can award their own bonus points to someone, anyone. It's fun. It's a really fun game. And this week joining me are Marcus Brigstock, Henning Vane, Rosie Jones and Priya Hall. If you enjoy the show, then please consider rating us five stars and remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Oh, and if you want to see the video of the show, then head over to YouTube where all the episodes are available to watch. Mark Olver, next governor of the Bank of England, just willy-nilly <laughs> printing more points and then just hand them out for no good reason whatsoever. Welcome to Who Said That? Five comedians armed with all we've got left at the moment, too much recycling, at least one unfinished jigsaw, unusual amounts of hair, and our knowledge of each other's terrible, terrible brains. Dialing in today are Henning Vane. Hello. Priya Hall. Rosie Jones. Hello. And genuinely ex-podium dancer, Marcus Brickstock. How is everyone getting on with uh, the wonderful world of lockdown? How are you heading? Loving it. I mean, if they call like a national holiday, they might as well do it when the weather is spot on. So I'm loving it. So I don't know how it will sustain, how we can sustain it economically. But I mean, if they want, they can carry this nonsense on till October. And can I ask exactly why you're wearing a Smurfs foreskin around your neck? (laughs) Earlier, it looked like it might be a bit on the chilly side, and then I thought, oh, I mean, depending on how the show goes, I might. I mean, I might take it off halfway through. Rosie Jones, uh, how are you? I've uh, moved back home to my mum and dad's house, so I've never eaten breakfast. It's amazing. And how do your mum and dad feel about it? Yeah, they're not as excited. <laughs> now that you mention it, I got started to get really warm, so I uh, don't need this, really. Well, there goes the edit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the game is an incredibly simple game. I think all of you are going to be amazing. Basically, you each take turns asking a question. The answers will then be texted directly to me and only me. I will then read them out and the questioner will receive points for every answer they pair with an answerer. We are going to crack on to round one. And uh, Henning, I think you are up first with your question on round one. What am I doing? I'm asking a question now. So the format, Henning, 
<laughs> so you want me to ask my question? So what you're going to do, you're going to ask your question. Uh, the others will then text me their answer. And while they're texting, I'm going to ask you a series of questions uh, just to fill a little bit of time. Yeah. See, that's also good that the listeners and the viewers, that they have got an opportunity to catch up on what this is all about. So uh, I have a question for everyone assembled uh, in their various rooms across the country. On what occasion did you flout current government advice most brazenly? Okay, so everyone, if you could text those answers uh, to me, if you were in charge, uh, what would your advice be? I mean, it's all so random, isn't it? Half the population get told you have to have holidays and go bust, and the other half is told you still have to go work. It all makes no sense whatsoever, but uh, let's just make the most of it. Thank you, Henning. Thank you. I've got uh, I've got some answers coming in for you. If there was any more than three answers, that would be a bit scary. Yeah, but we've all got our cameras on, and apparently they can see us all the time through these. Yeah. They do some truly despicable things through here. So whoever is watching, hello. And whoever's watching, then I am really, really sorry. Um, Henning, let me give you a couple of answers. The first answer is... I haven't taken the government recommended one hour of exercise once since this whole thing started. I've gained a stone. Answer number two is my definition of essential food items is questionable. I went out the other day to pick up food, a packet of hula hoops and some tutti frutties. Um, and uh, answer number three is my normal deli is so good but they were inexplicably completely out of the goose liver pate I usually get, so I had to try somewhere else. In the end, I had to get a taxi up to Borough Market and see what I could make do with. <laughs> it's nice that all uh, the activities here are food-based. Of course. Um, there is nothing else now. There's nothing else left. <laughs> it's each so moving about. <laughs> what are you thinking? Who, lo who looks like a hula hoops person? No, there isn't very high on my agenda. Who looks like a hula hoop person? Well, going to Borough Market can't really be Rosie because she moved in with her parents, so probably not in London. Well, hang on, she's only in York. I mean, it's three, <laughs> four hours at best. If the goose butter is that good, justifies yeah. the journey, doesn't it? But, um, to be fair, I would travel for a really good pate. <laughs> the goose pate, I mean, that's got Marcus written all over it, in it? I mean, there is well, no... I, I do sometimes have to pay a little more for them to literally write Marcus all over it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> then again, Marcus, I know you're always worried about your weight, so putting on a stone, that would actually be a genuine concern. Uh, yeah. Oh, that looks Well, I say, Rosie, you've done the trick with the hula hoops and the tutti frutti. Then I think Freya went. Yeah, you must have gained the stone, I'm afraid. Uh, and then Marcus done the pate. Can I just say, whoever wrote the word tutti frutti, thank you, because I've never heard Henning say tutti frutti before. <laughs> so, it's as delightful as I hadn't even imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Henning, 
not just brilliant suites, not just brilliant programs, amazing work because you got three out of three head in vain. I mean, Priya, I know full well that you, uh, you've you not put on a stone. Have you? I have. A stone? Wow. I've not moved. I've gotten in my car when I have to leave the house. <laughs> I'm having a great time, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and Rosie Jones, uh, all about the hula hoops and the tutti frutti. Always. They're pulling me through it. I think a hula hoop's a hell of a crisp as well. Strong And Marcus, I get the impression that your answer was sort of less for the game and just getting out all these things that are really, really hurting you at the moment. I don't know if you know, but I'm genuinely a qualified level one uh, cheese master. Uh, yeah. Means I, I was able to judge at the World Cheese Awards last year, and hopefully this year, if it goes ahead. So I have cheese-wise, I've been fine. Pate has been an absolute nightmare. Weirdly, I think that was going to be uh, in the government's daily briefing today. Actually, I think that's what they were leading on. What's weird about it is when you look at the class structure of who has risen to the top. The fact that they're not mentioning Pate, I think, is extraordinary. Henning, you are the person, the first person to get three points out of three. Um, and because of that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to award a bonus point to any of your uh, peers, colleagues, competitors, uh, as you see fit. Uh, clearly, the only one who has delivered so far is myself. So I really would have to award it to myself. But... Uh... So human. So My three competitors did all equally badly, so I would say they have a third of a point each. We would take whatever handouts from the continent we can get. A glimpse into the future there. Round two we go into now. Uh, Henning has got a three-point lead. I'm incredibly impressed uh, with his deductive reasoning there. Uh, Priya, you are up. You have to get Sir David Attenborough to swear on national television. How do you do it? Priya, Attenborough, um, snog, marry or kill? Ooh. Ooh. Marry. Get his money when he dies. There you go. Absolutely perfect. And do you reckon that, like, do you reckon he is a secret swearer? Do you reckon in all those TV programmes uh, he is, you know, Shitting penguin, fucking lion, all that sort of stuff. He's probably been bitten by a few animals. You'd swear. You would, wouldn't you? He's been to some very, very cold places as well. He must, at one point, in one of his trips to the Antarctic or something, just stepped up in front of camera and gone, fuck me. It's got to be done. Uh, Priya, I have a couple of answers for you. Answer number one is... I would tell him I've discovered a new breed of rare bird, and it's called the absolute fucker of a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> um, answer number two is I'd kidnap a cockerel and hide it in a shag bark tree and get David to narrate the wildlife program entitled Where Did I Put My Cock? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and answer number three. David, earlier today I saw a bird with a black head and neck 
white cheeks and yellow body. David, what are they called again? Big tits. Ha ha, you just swore. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Your David Attenborough impression is very menacing. <laughs> um, these are all insane. And I'm very conscious that I don't know any of you personally. So the likelihood of me offending people is very, very high. No. But I'm just no. Priya, the great thing about that is because you don't know any of them personally, you don't really have to give a fuck about offending them or not. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I'm going to say the last one was Rosie, because I have met you before, and that, that yeah, your vibes are. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, ha-ha, you just swore grow the fuck up is your vibes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I've never heard of a shagbark tree. It might be German, so I'm going to give that to Henny. Okay, which leaves you uh, with the absolute fucker of a bird. Mm-hmm. And you're going for Marcus? Yeah, it's got to be. Has it? Yeah, it's got to be. Let's find out. <laughs> well, let's see what we can go for. Uh, Rosie Jones. Where did I put my cock? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. Do you know what's more delightful than that itself is your delight in delivering it yourself? <laughs> Where did I put my car? Yeah. I should have gotten it from kidnapping. I really want to see that show. Does that whole series of David Attenborough, Where Did I Put My Cock? <laughs> and, and Henning, uh, what was your, your technique, please, Henning? Went thespian about it <laughs> and approached him with a question and uh, got him engaged in a dialogue. Um, Marcus Brigstock, how are you making uh, Mr. Attenborough swear, please? By convincing him I found a rare breed of bird called the absolute fucker of a parrot. I'll take one. That's fine. You'll take one? <laughs> Happy with that? Absolute fucker of a bird? Happy? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not three points, but it is one point, and you also got to uh, hear Rosie Jones say the phrase... <laughs> Where did I put my cock? <laughs> I would remind everyone watching at home that um, Rosie is recording this in her parents' house. <laughs> recording this with my daughter standing just over there while I said absolute fucker of a parent. So. <laughs> I'd like to think that Rosie's parents are just off camera now. <laughs> <laughs> the end of round two, Priya does get one point, but I am able uh, to to give bonus points. I am able myself to give bonus points whenever I want to. And to be totally honest, I'm going to give one point to Marcus and one point to Rosie just for actually having a family. It's just nice that they've got a family at uh, this time, having their family, having to put up with this. Mark Olber, next governor of the Bank of England, just willy-nilly <laughs> printing more points and then just hand them out for no good reason whatsoever. Yeah. Devaluing the entire points-based system. Exactly. Couldn't bring more. Uh, round three, Rosie Jones, your question, please. Finish the sentence. I like my partner like I like my wine. 
Rosie, as everyone is typing me the answers to this, have you thought about your own answer to this question? Fruity. Like a in my partner. And um, full bodied. I like him full bodied. I like him full bodied red. <laughs> uh, Rosie Jones, I have got some answers for you. So, answer number one is I like my partner like I like my wine bottled up in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Blake? I like my partner like I like my wine. Non-alcoholic and preferably not British. <laughs> I like my partner like I like my wine. Highly alcoholic and worryingly cheap. <laughs> oh, this is a hard one. So I'm thinking, who hates the British? <laughs> All of us. <laughs> I'm gonna go non-alcoholic. And not British. Yeah. Hanging. Locked up in my cellar. Prayer. Okay. She looks like a cellar girl. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, but okay. <laughs> Alcoholic and cheap. Fuck. Rosie, you literally know my wife, so I'm, this is. <laughs> to be fair, she'd have taken part in this, but she is pissed and in the cellar. <laughs> okay, so uh, Rosie, those are your three guesses. Marcus, a uh, quick biographical question. When was the last time you drank? Uh, that would be December the 4th, 1990. And you have gone for uh, non-alcoholic and preferably yes. not British. Yeah, I mean, I may not drink wine, but I do know that British wine's are nothing to write home about. <laughs> Henning, how do you like your women? Bottle up in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> That's much more Austrian than it is German, though, surely. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. Probably is, but I just thought, oh, yeah, that's got a cadence of a joke. <laughs> Priya, you like your partner, like you like your wine, highly alcoholic and worryingly cheap. Real wrong and Yes, please. Well, Priya, if I relapse, I'll be flung out of here. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I don't know what I'm putting out there that you were like, yeah, she'll put people in cellars. <laughs> yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> Priya, you work for the NHS. Some people are not taking isolation seriously enough. I think it's the next logical step. You, you just go around with a big net like the child catcher, scooping people up and locking them up in the cellar. Oh, Mark, I didn't do very well. Rosie, I'm able to give out bonus points at the end of any round. And so if you want, I can give you a bonus point now. Yeah! I'm not going to. Power, I'm giving it to Priya, because as Marcus just said, Priya works for the NHS, and we're not in a position to clap her, so I'm just going to give her a point. And we are moving on 
uh, to the final round proper. Um, at the moment, uh, Heading is in the lead and everyone else has between a third and one and third points. Uh, Marcus, uh, it is time for your question, please. Okay, guys, here's my question. Uh, Greta Thunberg contacts you to tell you you are an absolute hero of hers and she wants you to open for her at a huge rally that she's doing. But you've got a really sweet corporate on the same day. What do you say to little Greta? Okay, text away. Uh, Marcus, I've got to ask you this question. Uh, if, uh, if you were in this situation, it was between Greta and the Cheese Awards. Cheese Awards. Cheese Awards, mate. Hesitation. Yeah, no question. No hesitation. No question. You obviously get paid all right if you're doing corporates for cheese people do they give you free cheese as well so when i judged the world cheese awards i didn't get paid for that i did i did eat more cheese than i have ever eaten before i judged i ate 43 cheeses in one morning a lot of the judges eat a bit and then spit it out like you do with wine tasting but i was like these are delicious i don't know if you've had cheese before but um, by the time I reached the 30th cheese, I was literally shaking and, yeah, it was amazing. Good times. I have some, uh, I have some answers for you. So answer number one is Greta, baby girl. Could I please bring along 300 plumbers with me? They're planning the 2020 Plumbing Awards at the Grosvenor Hotel, but I just think the rally would be more their scene. <laughs> answer number two is... Dear Greta, thanks for your email. Please get in touch with my manager, XYZ, on blah, blah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, as currently he's got a better idea of my diary than I do. Thanks again and all the best. What a coward. Whoever that is, is a rotten coward. <laughs> and answer number three is look, look. I thought I'd emphasize the caps there because it's important. It's time you learn that for most people, Cash money comes before any and all ideologies. Apologies and thank you for carrying the species, but ask yourself, are we worth it? <laughs> wow, good answers. First off, I'm thinking who's genuinely likely to have hosted the Plumbing Awards at the Grosvenor? I'm most inclined to think that Rosie might bring the Plumbing Awards people along. Do you do much corporate stuff, Rosie? Yeah, and uh, Woody hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing that comics tend not to talk about, right? I was at I was at the Grosvenor and I did one, and I knew that Dara O'Brien was hosting an awards next door, and I'd finished, so I popped through just to say hello to him. And when he came off stage, and he was great, you know, as you'd expect, as Dara, right? And as he came off stage, I went, oh, hey, Dara. I just thought I'd pop in and say hello. And he went, what did you see? What did you see? What did you see? I was like, mate, you doing a good job. He went, you tell no one. Okay, are we worth saving? That's very Henning. It's very bleak. So I think, I think Henning went, oh, look at the facts. Are we worth saving? And I think Priya went with the cowardly option of, Look, darling, I'm terribly busy. You'll have to talk to my agent. Cowardly is on brand, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie, what was the last uh, corporate you did, please? Um, and they're all bad. Um, that wet. And have you done plumbers? No, but that will be on brand. 
and it was me. So, Marcus, that is one point to you for getting uh, for getting Rosie. And so we've got now, really, between Henning and we've got Priya Hall basically telling you to just contact her agent. So, Priya, let's start with the easy stuff. Have you got an agent? No, I have not. Do you look after your own diary, Priya? Yes, I do. I'm very bad at it. Was that answer about the diary yours, Priya? No, it wasn't. The bleak one was. Oh. <laughs> the bleak one was it's Priya. Actually... Somebody works for the NHS going, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> is the human race worth saving? I've seen too much. <laughs> sure. And Henning Vane there, who has absolutely no idea of where he is, when he's gigging, it's all done by... His agent. Is that correct, Henning? For the purpose of all that, it's better to claim that you don't know what's what. You say, speak to person X, they look after the diary. Then you speak to person X, say, make that disappear. And then say, there has been a contractual commitment. He would love to do it, but he can't. And everyone's happy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Henning Venn's plan as to how you make Greta Thunberg disappear. <laughs> it's sinister. <laughs> And also, I was expecting Henning's agent to tell him he didn't want to do this today. So uh, yeah. that, is, that is one point to Marcus Brigstock. Uh, in the final round, I get to ask something I've always wanted to know about all of you. If I match your question wrong, then you get a point. Marcus, uh, if you don't mind, uh, everyone will text their answers to you. You read them out, including your own, so I don't know... Yeah who's who, uh, and if you want to do an impression of Henning, Rosie, or Priya, then you are a braver man than me. Um, <laughs> your question is, what would your autobiography be called? So everyone is sending you them, Marcus. <laughs> Rosie looks too pleased with herself. <laughs> Baby! Maybe not. She's got no poker face whatsoever. I'd love to go to a casino with you. I'm actually very, very good at poker. Are you really? Yeah. Because no one knows if I'm lying or not. Because... I wobble all the time. Are you ready? OK, yes, I am. OK, answer number one. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Brackets, but I'm not having a good time. <laughs> the next one is fairly obvious. No pain, no ven. Always wear a scarf just in case you get cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, what am I on about? Stories of an unlikely stand-up. And finally, great cheeses I have known. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, now this is interesting because I think there's a little bit of gameplay. However, I don't think Henning has thrown a curveball and uh, is the one about <laughs> the scarf. Unlikely stand-up. I think that, do you know what? I think that might be Rosie. She loves me too much on a personal level to ever lie to me. So I don't think she would have lied. So I think that's her. Cheeses I have known. Again, I think that's, a, that's the bluff. And I think that's Priya. 
pretending to be you. And then the last one was... I'm here for a good time, not a long time, but I'm not having a good time. <laughs> I think that's you. I think that's Marcus Bristol. When I eventually write my memoir, it will be called Taking Stock, spelled C-K-E at the end. I think that's what the people want. <laughs> and now I have a question for Henning. Henning, do you prefer the one that was written for you or the one that you wrote yourself? <laughs> well, they're both, funnily enough, the funny thing is Rosie's written one for me and I, in a way, written one for Rosie. I thought that might be a bit of a curveball. So uh, yeah, I'm happy with either. Oh, so Rosie wrote the blue scarf one? Yeah! Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a poker face. <laughs> so that is, uh, so that means Rosie uh, and Henning both get a point there. Um, the cheese one and the uh, oh, yeah, no, I think I still think Priya's gone for the double bluff. Priya has not gone for the double bluff. Priya is here, as everyone who works for the NHS always says. I'm just here for a good time, not for a long time. As increasingly terrified patients go, what did you say? <laughs> and mine was uh, great cheeses I have known. Every single person got a point there, which doesn't, which just doesn't change the leaderboard in any way, uh, shape or form. Just everyone uh, is a winner apart from me. And we have a leader. We have a winner. Uh, of this episode of Who Said That, Rosie has two and a third points. Marcus has two and a third points. Uh, Priya has three and a third points. But Henning Vane has got four points. <laughs> Henning, have you learned anything about your favourite type of uh, sweet? Yeah, that they exist. But what I learned really is that if I want to do this kind of thing again over the next few weeks, I really need to get blinds or curtains. <laughs> I wish I'd learnt the genuine title of Rosie Jones's autobiography when it comes. It is. It's going to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for playing. Uh, thank you for uh, for doing this. And thank you for playing so brilliantly, for lying so amazingly. However, there can only be one winner. And that is on this episode of Who Said That, Mr. Henning Vane. Thank you very much. Okay. Well played, Henning. Thanks for having me. Did we go through to some sort of virtual green room? now and talk about how we've now thought of a really good joke for this <laughs> round and it's really frustrating and I didn't really feel like I was given a chance. And then Simon is coming around saying to everyone how well we've all done individually. Yeah. yeah you were great. You were yeah, only got half a line in. Yeah no no that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> and everyone's complained about how shit the warm-up was. <laughs> <laughs> He just went on and on. <laughs> yeah, he's just nervous. He's always the same old shit. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, then please do subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. And feel free to give us five stars. Go on. Please, I'm happy to beg. On the show next time are Zoe Lyons, Tommy Wilson, Marriott Larwood and Andrew Burke.
podcast recommends more podcasts, more episodes, more great shows. Keep listening to hear a show we recommend. This is Sarah. And this is Beth. And we are Pantsuit Politics, a podcast about the news, politics, and our democracy. We come together every week to process the news and try to separate our emotional reactions to the headlines from the values that inform our lives. Paying attention to the news matters, whether you ever run for office or not. Being engaged in our communities and world matters to all of us. So on each episode of Pantsuit Politics, we're asking, how can we be better citizens? And we think it begins with understanding our own perspectives and the perspectives of others with clarity and respect. It begins with what we call grace-filled political conversations. And we hope you'll join us. ACAST, A-cast. 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 A-cast.